The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries, lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, yeah, there's any number of... um, jumping in spots for us today. I mean, if we want to, if we want to go the route of, um, you know, what's, what's the moral of the story, right? If we want to go for uh, application uh, that without, uh, say, prior or previous understanding of the passage in its context, I think there are any number of uh, places for us to, uh, uh, to, to jump in and actually make, make good progress, especially in, in our greater context, the context of our celebration of Holy Season of Lent. Um, but there is there is something to be said, I think, for for the context of the piece. Uh, I mean, one is to say, this is this is the beginning of the the last teaching block in the, in the Gospel of of Matthew, and um, it's not for nothing that we get you know the 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 chastising the chastisement of the scribes and the Pharisees, and it's it's not simply because uh, of course these were opponents of of Jesus or adversaries of of his. Um, it's that uh, you know our our hearts. Without the check that that Jesus gives them, without the without the exhortation, our hearts are are likely to go astray in many of the same ways as his his contemporaries, his adversaries. So I think that the lessons here are, are quite uh, some of them are quite clear, and uh, and they're always quite salutary. You know, we we need to hear them uh, for our own health. Uh, but the um, the, uh, the 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 sense that that we get in at this part of the of the Gospel of Matthew is Jesus is bringing the uh, the most important things to the surface. He's he's bringing them out, of course, because you know as as he nears the end of his teaching career, as he as he nears the end of his his preaching, as he as he nears the end of his life, um, he wants to make sure that we have our hearts focused on the right things, right? The the big things, you know what. What are the targets that he's going to paint that we're then going to spend the rest of our lives following him shooting at? And I, and I think the context of this passage sets up exactly in that direction. It's, not, it's actually not about the, uh, uh, the minutia of, of what Jesus is getting into. And I say minutia, I mean hu- pride or humility, right? That actually is, is everything. Uh, but what Jesus gives us prior to this in, in the 22nd chapter and what he's going to continue on in the, in the 23rd chapter is, is a focus on the, um, the fact that the Pharisees miss, say, missing the, the most important things 
are going after something else, right? They're shooting at the wrong target. So the most important things Jesus gives us are love of God and neighbor. And he says then that, you know, the, the weightiest things of the law, the Pharisees have, have not even touched. And yet they've set up all these little rules that might look from the outside as, a, you know, a marvelous system of, of devotion, right? This is, I'm gonna get my life in order, right? So I'm gonna, so this is what I'm gonna do today. And right down to every, every minute scheduled with a different devotion and the rest, right? This is the, and, and, every, and every practice that, that we do has to have some tying back into uh, that, same, that same system of, of devotion, that, that same system of, say, law, right? This is kind of legal governance of the whole thing, the divine law given to, uh, given to Moses. Uh, and yet, if, if we do all those things, and this is Jesus' pushback against the Pharisees, sure, I mean, do and observe all these things, right? But but where, where are the most important things? Where is love of God and love of neighbor? Where, where, is, where are the things, where is, where is the love of God and love of neighbor that the little things are supposed to be the scaffolding for? Right? Because everything actually, once you, once you set your priority, everything becomes you know, either something that conduces to that priority and the achieving of it or not. So you can't just have all these practices that are hanging out around there that are not heading in any particular direction. So this, in, in the context of, of the passage, yeah, and he says, of course, the, he, Jesus would say the weightier things of the law are things like um, justice and mercy. And as he said, that they're not lifting, they're not lifting a finger to carry those burdens at all. Right? So the question for us, perhaps, uh, I mean, uh, and I think, um, there are any number of ways to, to turn this into exhortation. And if you have your own, you know, second half of the homily, you can do, you can do that and tell me like, okay, well, well, my second half of the homily was actually this. The way that I think to apply this, because we get into application exhortation, the way that I think to apply it is, okay, in, as we're kind of making our way through the second week of Lent now, it's, it's a good time to stop and ask, those kinds of questions. I want to ask, want to ask the question, what are, my, what are my activities conducing towards? Right? So I'm, do, I'm doing the prayer and the fasting and the almsgiving thing. Right? I'm, I'm becoming hopefully more radically generous as a result. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big targets. We talk about love of God and love of neighbor. And the reason why I use the word um, generosity, right? One is because, of course, I use all those, all the other words all the time, and they just lose, <laughs> they lose their meaning. It's, it's like I can say love all the time, and it just, it just doesn't. What does it do at, at a certain point? It's like it's whatever anybody wants it to be at this point. Charity always sounds like I think um, giving money to people. I don't know. Generosity might sound, it might sound that way too, but it, but it's. When, when I say something like, we have someone who has a generous spirit, yeah, and, and when I say generosity, say writ large, I'm thinking, we have to go beyond ourselves a little bit. So even charity might have that sense of, actually, it's all, it's all kind of focused on me and what I'm giving, whereas generosity has more of an, an outward look and say, I'm, I'm going to try to meet the needs of the person in front of me. Even if, even if the needs, see, uh, let me give a little, I'll give a little story. I was very well known in Rome by the gypsies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't walk past them every day without saying something, right? So it was always, 
Padre Daniele, Padre Daniele. I was like, I'm not a priest, okay? So we got to stop saying Padre, okay? But I can handle the Daniele part, okay? So, but the, but the challenge was, the challenge was spending time with them because I didn't want to, you know? And it, it was actually the day when I was having bad, when I was having a bad day, I could tell of my treatment with the gypsies. Not that I was ignoring them, whatever, but I was, I was much more eager to give them the money that they were asking for. You know, I was buying my time. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to spend, I don't want to walk to the supermarket with you. I don't want to, I can't do it today, you know, guys. Okay, so I just give you the money. So generosity, I think, is, is, much, more, is much more significant than simply giving. Although I think that being generous financially allows us to cultivate a generous spirit because we, we, we hold money tighter than we hold almost anything else. But we, we, do hold our, we do hold our time probably a bit tighter and our energy and our attention. It's like, yeah, okay, like, you know, do I want this to be an in-person meeting or do I want it to be a phone call? Do I want it to be like video conference or a phone call, right? Or, or all those kind of things. And it's like, it depends on what I want, what else I want to be doing at the time. You know, it depends like, okay, I'll just, let's just make it a phone call or something, right? So I can be working on something else at the same, you can't even see that I'm doing, you know, can't even see my eyes going to my keyboard. Anyway, genero generosity, right? This is, this is it, right? Are we shooting at love of God and love of neighbor? And this is a good point. This is a good point of Lent to say, is it happening or is it not? And if it's not happening, then I think it's time to, to pray about it again and what we're doing, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, so that our activities can conduce towards growing in love of God and neighbor as self, yeah? And then if we need, if we need any more of a, any more of a, say, rule, substance, whatever, or anything to kind of like a mantra to stay in our heads as we go, we get it right at the end of the passage. Yeah, the greatest among you must be your servant. The greatest among you must be your servant. It's ours to serve. It's ours to serve because God is, again, self-giving love. God is forgiving love. He's, he just serves. He, he just shows up and does the best thing for whomever it is. This, this is what God is doing. And we are children of, of our Heavenly Father. We have the same charge. Yeah, we have, we, we get, and in fact, we get to, be, precisely because he has shown us that love, we get to show up with that love. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Right? We're, we're making that, we're making, again, those, those little penances, uh, the, the little acts of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, they're, they're, all, um, they're all designed to be instances of our becoming humble. Yeah, taking the, taking the lower road, as it were. I mean, you know, doing, doing, the, doing the thing that probably we don't, we don't want to. I had an opportunity to say someone again in, in the confession last night. This should, be, this should be your motto as well. I said, to, I said to someone in confession last night, look, like you, I go to confession more than I want to. <laughs> you know, like, I just, you have to show up. You have to show up, you know. I had like three people for confession or four or five people for confession last night. Yeah? And not many more on Saturdays these, these days. So, I, I mean, I know that we're, I know that we're be, I know that we're here, like we, the whole thing exists to make saints. So I mean, if you're there, great, you know, it's please intercede for the rest of us, you know. But, um, and if you're going to go burden some other priest with your dirty rags, then please, please do, this is totally fine. But, 
Let's make, let's make sure that we're, I'm just saying, let's make sure that we're on course, do you know? Let's make sure that we're on course. And, and again, the course is headed towards love of God and love of, and love of neighbor. So let's give ourselves uh, to that today.